0: to American Education FM everybody I'm Dr. Sean Brooks Well I got to tell you this has been a busy week it really has there's a lot going on in particular in the field of education here So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to keep this under 30 minutes as best I can but I'm going to I'm going to sort of just bounce around by just mentioning a few headlines here And then there's a bunch of stuff that I want to read um and these came from anonymous Americans some of these posts they're not on um no for kids.com. but one of the posts kind of reads like that. And then another one is is basically a giant warning from a doctor regarding um, the vaccinations in particular. So first of all, there was an article in the Epoch Times just a day or so ago that described how a 100 fully vaccinated people in Washington state have now tested positive for COVID-19. So again, we've gone over this before a thousand times, and you've all heard it a thousand times, that the tests are faulty and the vaccines don't do anything because they're not really vaccines and they're manipulating um, everybody's God-given immune system permanently and a bunch of other damage. So again, this idea that people don't test positive for the common cold or the flu after they're getting these vaccinations, if anybody says that, they're lying they're just lying. And now this new CDC director is, is again, saying the same things. And they're using these very interesting words. I mean, they're using the plausible deniability words, which is, again, is exactly what you're going to hear K-12 school districts do. They're going to say the same stuff. Well, all, our health department said, and based on our health department, and our health department suggested that we, again, they're just going to kick the can down the road. They're going to blame other people. And that's, um, that's their, that's their approach. That's probably going to be their approach this entire time. Um, so having said that, again, what you're pumping yourself full of if you decide to take it is an experimental drug. And then they're using those case numbers to determine whether or not younger people can take them, quote-unquote, safely. For example, Breaking911 on both Twitter and Gab mentioned uh, that Pfizer says – that its COVID-19 vaccine is safe and effective in kids as young as 12 years old. See, they didn't say that a day ago. They didn't say that a week ago. They didn't say it two weeks ago. Now they're going to start saying it's young enough for infants to take, and it's, or safe enough, rather, and it's safe enough for newborns to take. So it's getting out of hand, to say the least. And uh, unfortunately, there's going to be the mothers out there that are going to insist that their newborns receive any of these shots and that they receive them even before they've given birth. And it's just going to be one horrible, horrible string of events after another. In fact, that's going to be the last post that I'm going to read here from, from this clinician who describes that exact sort of trail of tears, as it were. Regarding the damage that these shots are going to have in both the short and long term, but before I get to that, uh, there was this, which again is that Dr. Fauci now says that the vaccinations may harm some people. So now he's admitted that. See how again these these psychopaths just sh- change their tone in an absolute instant. Because they have either nothing better to do, but they're just being caught in their own lies, and it and it really is awful. But again, if people aren't paying attention to any of this, they're potentially putting themselves in deep, deep trouble. There was also an individual who, an older individual who received the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, and his skin uh, began to burn and then peel, and then it layered off in particular, all around his legs. And it showed his legs swelling, and it was just awful. The pictures were horrible. But again, you, you, you can't deny the harmful effects. You can't deny them. You know, I, I've played the audio on this podcast of the women who have permanent neurological damage as a result of these vaccinations. Again, they're not vaccinations. They're just experimental shots. But it's, it's undeniable at this point. It's absolutely undeniable. Um, okay. On a bit of a funnier note, I'm sure you've heard of this, but uh, there was a board member who was advocating for schools continuing to mandate mask wearing among children. And during the board meeting, as they're all wearing masks, her in particular, uh, she's practically passing out while wearing the mask and trying to explain that everybody needs to keep wearing the mask as she almost loses, loses consciousness. So I'm going to play this audio. A lot of people have already played it. Um, it's it's really an interesting window into the mind. And, and I, I made mention of this on Gab. I basically said it, it would be as if an individual were talking about the dangers of walking off a cliff as they're walking off a cliff. It really is that dumb. So give this a listen. Uh, Again, this is Idaho Falls, District 91, and it says, uh, The meeting got heated when ProMask Board of Trustees member Elizabeth Caglotti, if I'm saying that right, uh, became short of breath and struggled to speak while wearing a mask and also arguing for mandatory masks, prompting media to declare that she almost passed out while wearing the face mask. Well... They didn't have to declare it because you can hear her doing it. So give this a listen.
1: They make recommendations for the entire country based on their knowledge and their understanding of what is best for everyone. And they don't need to visit our school district to make recommendations for everyone. And they currently have recommendations out that with the current level of transmission in Bonneville County, that we should be in hybrid for the elementary schools and virtual for middle schools and high schools. Uh Oh, but and we're not following that. But I do think that we should follow their require their request and their recommendation for Uh masking.
0: I'm done. I'm done. So you want to pick and choose? Yes,
1: I do. Yes, I do want to pick and choose. Because I think you might have a point, Paul, that we want to pick some things that are best for our local area. But some things might be best to follow the recommendations of the doctors. And I don't think that picking and choosing is a bad thing to try and make the best decision.
0: Again, uh, it's just, it's ridiculous. This is the exact definition of cognitive dissonance. This is the exact definition, and this is why it should be a mental disorder. This is an individual who has the truth right in front of her face, while she is espousing the exact opposite. It it can't be any more blatant than that. She's choking herself while advocating for other people to be choked. And she's suffocating herself while insisting that others do the same. As her own health is clearly in danger. I mean, she can't breathe. She can't breathe. and she's wearing this mask, I might add, that almost looks like it's homemade. She's got the thing tied around the top of her head about as tight as it possibly could be. She is actually suffocating herself. You know, I I, I don't know. I mean I, I kind of feel bad for her, kinda, but not really. Not really. An individual like that has no business making decisions for children, because they can't make a decision for themselves that's logical, let alone a child. It's alarming. But now she's famous. She's famous. And her cognitive dissonance is now on camera and on film for the rest of her life. I mean, goodness gracious. The table is filled with hand sanitizer. There's Kleenexes everywhere. What are they doing? What are they doing? They all look foolish, all of them. It's really pathetic. Goodness gracious. Okay, so here's the next one. This comes from greatawakening.win. These last two do. And um, this particular post reads like it comes from nomassforkids.com. Because, again, this is a parent who is living in Wisconsin, and Wisconsin's Supreme Court has now overturned the mask mandates. But her daughter's school is still requiring the mask wearing. And, again, like most school districts, they're passing the buck onto the health department. They're saying, well, the health department said so, that we have to keep wearing masks, so we're just going to keep doing that because that's the best thing. Um th- the problem with this post that I have is that again like in nomasforkids.com on most of those posts you're you're reading a parent talking about the open abuse of their child that they themselves are inflicting on the child as the parent. So I'm going to read through this and again they said that this particular message that I'm going to read was an email that they sent the school principal or the school board, and uh, they also did so, I might add, which is a very good thing, is they sent a giant list of all of the scientific articles and peer-reviewed articles that clearly state that mask wearing is harmful to people's health and ineffective when it comes to viral transmission or preventing viral transmission. It even says so in the box, but I've been over that a thousand times. So (laughs) this is just really, really funny, Um, and it's sad too, but here's what it says, again, word for word. It says, quote, we are a small town. We recently had a teen suicide, which has devastated my 15-year-old daughter. He did virtual learning, second semester. You had to choose in-person or virtual. My daughter is in in in-person learning. Here's my email, with much help from a previous thread, where someone on here who had over 30 citations, why masks are bad. And by the way, I'm going to cut out real quick here. If you're interested in those citations, I have all of them on my Gab account. It's one of the pinned Gabs right at the top. Uh, I highly recommend checking it out. You can cut and paste them, do whatever you want with them. But they're all there, and they're all fantastic. So, um, yeah, okay. It says, quote, subject line. Your science is off on the mask mandates for school. And then it says, quote, Let the kids and employees breathe. If your employees are afraid of the virus, they can go get the vaccine. Stop trying to control them this way and let them have their lives back. What you are doing is criminal. This virus is neither deadly to kids nor adults under age 70. And even and even then... They have a 99.7% survival rate. A vaccine is available to all elderly and at-risk individuals. The virus has calmed down and most report only flu-like symptoms. There is no sane reason why any organization should insist anyone continue wearing masks. Here are just a few. I can find many more. And sup- that support non-mask wearing. I know for a fact my daughter now, okay, now this is, this is where it gets strange because this is where she basically describes how she as the parent is openly abusing her child. But she's blaming an, uh, an inanimate object in the mask for doing the harm instead of the human being who has a brain who is responsible for, you know, allowing this to all happen in the first place. So it says, quote, I know for a fact that my daughter does not even put on a clean one every day. How can that be good for her or others around her? She has a better chance infecting others than preventing infection with whatever she is breathing. She suffered all year with a sore throat and chronic strep. You need to really reevaluate this mandate and stop blindly following what one article in the CDC says, and instead look at real issues facing our children during this quote-unquote pandemic Which is over, isolation, suicide in our own district, face coverings affecting, not being able to read facial expressions, everyone, for everyone, hard for young children, especially, depression, anxiety, failing grades, lack of socialization, and more. Please do this one thing that can make a huge difference and get rid of the masks that do no good anyway. We are way beyond needing them anymore. Well, first of all, and that's unquote, so that's the end of her post. And then again, she lists the 30-plus the citations or 20-plus citations, whatever it is. First of all, I'll start with the top here. The school board is not going to comply with her email. They just won't. They are not interested in the parental pushback. It's good to do it, and everybody should do it. And I highly recommend, again, grabbing these... Uh, grabbing these citations and and emailing them to your local school districts in every single school and all the administrators and even all the teachers who are having to do this and are still having to, you know, to wear masks and distance and engage in those abusive tactics. But uh, don't expect a response. But at least you're on record as having done something. So that's the first thing. So I do recommend sending it out. The second thing, and I've said this a million times too, is that this particular parent clearly has a problem with understanding that they are the ones that are perpetuating this issue. They openly admit that the mask isn't clean, but they're making their daughter wear it anyway. They openly admit that they've had chronic strep throat all year long as a result of wearing the mask. My response is simple. Mom, why are you still sending this child to school? That's, that's the larger issue, 100%. Again, expecting a school district to change on a dime because you send an email is like getting Dr. Fauci again to admit that he's wrong. These people aren't going to admit that they're wrong. They're never going to admit that they were wrong for an entire year, that they overreacted for something that's as common as the common cold, that they've never done this during any flu ever, and that ultimately... The school closures had nothing to do with Donald Trump. He didn't say close down schools. That was a local problem. That problem came at the local level. And it came at the state level. That was a state and local problem. So there's where your corrupt government is. It's at the state and local level. That's the bigger issue too. And again, the last thing regarding this particular post would be this. I find it interesting that, again, the the mother claims that the daughter is somehow safer inside of the school building, and, well, my daughter prefers learning in person. But what kind of an environment is she sending her child into? It doesn't sound like a healthy one at all. She openly admits it's not a healthy one. She's sending them, sending them there with an unnecessary mask that just happens to be dirty, that just happens to be causing her own health problems and chronic strep throat. But it's the school's fault. Again, it's not the job of the school to raise the child. It's not the job of government to raise the child. It's the parent's responsibility to raise the child. It's the parent's responsibility to teach the child. When you hand your child over to government, government is the most abusive and neglectful parent. And they're bad at it. They've always been bad at it. They're never going to get good at it. They'll never somehow see the light and, oh, you know what, we've made a mistake this entire time. They'll never do that. They just won't. So here's another response from, again, greatawakening.win, and it was absolutely fantastic, and this this also uh, requires a bit of context, because it was a response to a response to a larger post, and it essentially went something like this. The original post had to do with an individual talking about their workplace environment, and how they work in an office with 10 people, and everybody but, but, but him or her, I assume it's a him, it might not be, but... It, Everybody in the office, except for this one person, is receiving the vaccination, and now they're all bragging about it, and they're virtue signaling, and they're doing everything that they're doing. They're taking pictures. They're putting it on Instagram. We got the vaccination. We got a shot. We're going to get our second one. This is great, blah, blah, blah. Uh, never before in the history of our country has even that behavior taken place regarding pumping your veins full of a experimental drug. That's never happened. Again, that's a, that's an inception level of brainwashing that's very difficult to explain and wrap your mind around. But this particular individual was again talking about how tough it is to work in this environment where everybody is full-blown brainwashed and doesn't see the harmful effects of, of anything that's going on right now. Um, with that said, Another person then responded to that initial post, and they said, uh, and this is horrible, but it was a a wife, and she was describing her in-laws. And her in-laws are older, and both of them received the vaccination. Uh, Her father-in-law died about a week after receiving the vaccination, and her mother-in-law ended up with a stroke. Ended up having a stroke as a result of having the vaccination just days after having it, less than a week. Um, Her own husband, the the parent's child, after their parents received it and and experienced those ill effects, still received the shot, still went out and got it. And she was, again, describing how most of her friends are getting it, and co-workers, and she doesn't understand why, and she's the only one connecting the dots, and apparently nobody else is. So it was a heartbreaking post. And again, the likelihood of people getting on these boards and lying to that extent seems a bit uh, impossible to some extent. So it's certainly believable. But this next particular post, which will be the last thing I'll read here, so you're going to have to bear with me, is this is an individual who def- who identifies themselves as a clinician, and then they go through the harmful effects of these vaccinations, both in the short term and the long term. It's lengthy, but it's worth it. So here it goes. It says, quote, first, my condolences for your loss. Sadly, it could have been avoided. Most of us are concerned about adverse reactions to the jabs that occur within minutes to a couple of weeks after exposure. This is a problem that That is being covered up. However, my concern as a clinician are focused on what may be ahead that may possibly be worse than anything we could have imagined. After the initial adverse reactions that you seem to be intimately aware of, the road ahead may be disastrous because of multiple mechanisms that the vaccine may cause depending on which jab a person receives. All of these various mechanisms will be in play at various times or concurrently, perfect cover by design. It continues, quote, All of the COVID jabs are being given during a time of active viral challenge that may lead to more pathogenic variants of coronaviruses that can threaten all of us. Jabbed individuals become walking petri dishes in the development of variant forms of the virus. Coronaviruses readily mutate as they move through a population, which is part of the reason they are studied as bioweapons. The jabs may very well be be the added push to facilitate this process of coronavirus variant mutation. As a side note, I always thought it was not the wisest thing to vaccinate people for influenza during the height of flu season. Giving vaccinations during that time actually may cause worsening of viral spread and contribute to more variant, virulent forms. Hmm. By design? Question mark. It continues, quote, those that have received COVID jabs may be in danger for the rest of us as they have shed viruses that that their now weakened immune and innate immune systems are unable to fight. So even for those of us that do not receive the jab, we could still be at risk in the future from those people that have been jabbed, especially for those of us that live in a household where some have, brought into the, have bought into the fear and some have not. Our best defense is to stay healthy and load up on vitamin D and vitamin C, zinc, and they say chaga can also be helpful c h a g a i don't know what that is in addition the mrna jabs in particular will more than likely lead to immune priming that could be disastrous for anyone that received one of these untested jabs their manipulated immune systems could overreact when exposed to covid in the wild while at the same time their non-specific antibody defenses leave them wide open to other diseases this is what could kill healthy adults that would have survived COVID to begin with if left alone. We have had treatments that have been suppressed in order to allow the introduction of these untested medical devices. Most of the animals in previous mRNA coronavirus studies died from this mechanisms of immune priming. So the animal testing was bypassed in order to warp speed the emergency approval. These are all possibilities at the moment, but from what we already know, it doesn't look good. The truth of the 1918 flu pandemic is that most of the fatalities had been vaccinated with a previously untested vaccine. And then it says, shh, we're not supposed to know that. Quote, because most people are relatively unaware of initial adverse reactions and possible future problems, they consider that it is safe to jump into the water and will get in line and roll up their sleeves. You know the brainwashing is successful because even when the adverse reactions hit close to home, as in your situation, cognitive dissonance will not allow them to see what is obviously staring them in the face. Those that only listen to the approved news, quote-unquote, are completely unaware of the discussions taking place, like here on this board. All right, last paragraph, quote, What if we suspect manifests into reality? This plandemic may possibly have been the perfect binary bioweapon for global depopulation and control. Release a pathogen that is mostly benign to the majority, suppress known treatment, hype the numbers to instill fear, get the public to believe the answer is in the form of untested medical devices, allow the population to then set off a chain reaction of pathogenic variants that will require more intervention that will further destroy the immune system, that in return requires more intervention. The people themselves will be the cause of their own demise, but sadly, they will blame the designed morbidity on those refusing to participate rather than wake up." Unquote. In fact, the writing is already on the wall. How long has Dr. Fauci been using the word variants? It's the variance we need to be worried about. It's the variance, It's the variance. He's been saying this for a long time. He knows what this is supposed to be doing. He knows what this is doing. I'm telling you what this guy this guy is a war criminal, 100%. He knows what he's doing with these shots. He knows what he's creating. It's the variance we need to be worried about. It's the variance. He's not talking about a natural variant he's talking about a purposeful manipulated variant in individuals that are receiving the shots and then are going to be walking around with a manipulated immune system. And then those individuals are going to be in schools. And then what's the story going to be? Well, see, the schools are unsafe. The schools are unsafe because now they're unsafe. And they're going to start pushing again to bring this back around here. They're going to start pushing this shot on school-aged children. And it's only a matter of time Before the school districts themselves start mandating that these shots be mandatory to return to their schools. And unfortunately, parents are going to line up. They're going to line up and they're going to pump their own kids full of this. And then they're going to wonder why their kids are sick all of the time. And getting sick multiple times a year. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. But as the saying goes, you can hope in one hand and shit in the other and see which one fills up first. The fact is is that this is dangerous. It's just dangerous. So be on the lookout. Stay away from this kind of stuff. Continue to read. Continue to investigate. And again, if you want the list of those 20 to 30 plus peer-reviewed articles on how masks are remarkably harmful and totally ineffective when it comes to viral transmission, or preventing viral transmission rather, I will link them in the description below of this particular episode, so please check them out. Now here's the last story that I want to cover, and this was tossed to me sort of right here at the last second, but this was from a day or so ago from The Blaze, and it's titled, quote, and again, if you've got kids in the room, you might want to get them out, but I'll leave that up to you. It's uh, of a sexual nature here. It says, quote, Connecticut school shows cartoon of second graders of man with erections standing over a sad girl. So it says, quote, lesson on social and emotional learning angers parents. Superintendent admits that it was not appropriate. Second graders in Greenwich, Connecticut were shown an animated video that displays the silhouette of a man with a graphic Full erection standing over what has been described as a sad girl during a lesson on social emotional learning. With the New York Post reported that the kids were shown a cartoon titled Alfred Jr. and Shadow, a short story about being scared during a virtual class that the Greenwich Free Press said was a lesson on social and emotional learning. The description of the video, All Children Are Normal are normal scared. I don't even know what that means. Um, Quote, all children are normal scared, but what do children who are embarrassed, scared, or painful scared need? It explains that The Alfred Jr. and Shadow, a short story about being scared, was an educational film for children aged 6 through 14 years. The children learn about different ways of being scared, what they need when they are scared, and suggestions for actions. Adults also get some tips on how to meet a child who is scared. Okay, I'm going to stop it right here before um, I link this. I'm going to link this article too so you can watch the video. And it is horrible. The video does show clearly an individual uh, who's fully erect standing over top of of a child. This is exactly what happens again, and I've said it a thousand times of what happens when school districts get out of their lane and school teachers get out of their lane. Teach your subject, shut the hell up, and go home. That's all you have to do. This is not a complicated business. But because it is filled with minors, there are perverse individuals who inject themselves into this line of work for the sole purpose of perverting and denigrating minors. And the entire environment. I mean, this story, and again, the video, are awful. It's absolutely awful. It says here, quote, As the voiceover speaks, the image displayed for several seconds on the screen is what the Washington Examiner called, quote, a dejected-looking child next to a sexually aroused, silhouetted man. Now listen to this quote from the superintendent, because this is their sort of rationalization for it. And again... It's as if they didn't uh, even think to watch the video before playing it. But they said, quote, "...around the midway point of the video, there's a reference to situations in which the children may become afraid, including being afraid of abuse, both physical and sexual. The content at this point of the video was not appropriate for our GPS second-grade classrooms." Unquote. According to the Free Press, she added, quote, "...that the content was instead meant for a private therapy session for children." who have experienced trauma. See, here's the problem, though. It doesn't matter. And this, again, is what happens when K-12 schools and superintendents start to play psychologist. It's not their job. It's not their job. Adding, subtracting, multiplying, and dividing, reading, comprehending, and writing. That's it. That's all you have to do. All this other crap and all this other garbage is completely and utterly unnecessary. Just more perversions making their way into American K-12 schools. And again, this is a sexual crime. Playing this video and whoever played it should be fired. Whoever allowed, signed off on, and advocated for this video to be played should be fired, if not arrested. End of story. It's that simple.